This is a HeadGum Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I don't mean to be too crass, but welcome to the HeadGum Podcast, fuckers. Well, then you did it there. Okay. You went over the line. You also didn't have to say fuckers. The joke was complete. It said, I don't mean to be too crass, but welcome to the HeadGum Podcast. And then you took a beat. (laughs) You seemingly really wanted to be crass. No, I didn't want to go blue, but you kind of forced me to. No, I did not. I just didn't say anything. I was waiting for you to finish. And then you said fuckers after a second of silence. The silence made me feel that I needed to perpetrate violence. (laughs) Yikes. Fine. Start the fucking show. Now you have do me like mad. unto you what you would do in a zoo. Nice. Matt Damon bought a zoo. All right, I just saw this movie. It's unbelievable. Why? What do you mean? Like, imagine if your parents fucking bought a zoo. Don't say the movie we bought a zoo is unbelievable. It came out like a decade ago. It was dude. It was more than unbelievable. It was actually beyond, I couldn't suspend my disbelief. It's probably the most believable Matt Damon movie ever, right? Like he's played like a spy with some sort of innate (laughs) ability. He's gone to Mars a few times. And then you're saying the most unbelievable. Also, this movie was based on a memoir. So (laughs) it's incredibly believable. Or was it based on the terroir? As in... The land kind of informed the taste of the zoo. Uh, what Marika said was right. It was based on a memoir. <laughs> <laughs> but what a good segue into what I would like to hear, Marika. You, sorry, we'll cut that out. But just let's, for the record, say that Amir just sneezed. Yeah, I was. When was I the last time you got? Sorry, when was the last time you got tested? <laughs> I haven't gotten tested. I'm just. I'm better than tested. I'm congested, so <laughs> I have an allergy to the pollen in the air but don't worry about me with regards to coronavirus uh, i either have it or i don't but it can't transmit to you across this zoom conversation we're really because i did test positive and all i've done is these zoom calls and also like going to restaurants and bars and nightclubs and you flew across the country and i flew across, <laughs> i did fly across the country but I tested negative congrats now my concern is coming back you know what i mean because la county's what is it? One percent of the entire world? Yeah, they say there's 10 million reported cases, and LA has 100,000 of them. So when should I come back? Uh, probably never, but maybe like in a few years after this whole thing is either subsided or enough people have died and gained herd immunity that you don't have to worry about catching the virus. Okay, and that's and you're only saying that because of the virus. It's not because of any like personal beef you have with. What me? was the question you had? You said that was a good segue to the Matt Damon thing, and then yeah. I sneezed, and it created this weird tangent for the last. 
Believe right it or not, this show yeah. is not scripted. This show is not scripted, but that was a perfect, tight, tight cold open. No, it wasn't. Welcome to the Edgum Pod. <laughs> no way. You cannot start it this late in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Marika, you texted me today to talk about... Just say what you texted me. I asked, do you ever think about the fact that uh, the pop punk band All Time Low sells wine now? Just as a conversation starter, I figured you of all people would probably understand what that means as a person that likes to, at the very least, talk about wine. Uh, <laughs> And also pop punk music. Would you say that that's all time lows, all time low? Nice, really. <laughs> it's not even their own wine. They just work at a liquor store, right? <laughs> well, tell yeah. well tell Amir what the name of the wine is called. <laughs> the website is <laughs> all time all time Pinot. Oh, that would have been good. <laughs> that's almost better. Uh, the website is everythingiswine.alltimelow.com. <laughs> In case you wanted to buy some. <laughs> Do they have a song or an album called Everything is Fine? Not one that I know. Got it. I think there, it was, didn't you say it was a quarantine thing? Like, like that the world is going to shambles and they're saying everything is wine. Everything is wine. <laughs> uh, I don't think, I mean, I don't think this, this started pre-quarantine, uh, the, the selling wine. So mm. I'm not sure, but they're selling a summer day's rosé right now. <laughs> if anyone's interested. Yeah. That's my big news of the day, I guess. <laughs> Why are you bummed, Jeff? Why are you sad to hear that? That yeah. was right up your you, alley. And you, you like, like goaded like me Martin. into it talking kind of about it. kind an interesting it. conversation starter. Yeah, <laughs> you and said, you're can bummed. you read the text? <laughs> Marika did, and now you're like... I'm not sad, and I'm sad not bummed. It. I'm just kind of letting you guys have the floor. I said my piece. <laughs> we have the floor. As a host, it's your job to like move the conversation along. You're letting everything. Well, the energy die. was good when I like a few die seconds ago. Line. I don't know what changed. It was that we saw your sad little <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, what changed was you. Little, really? Well, I just have like lost you're... like 15 pounds since when? Um, birth. <laughs> As in, I was reborn when this whole thing kind of started, Blumenfeld. How do you like that? I hate that. This is a renaissance. A low point since. Yeah, this generation's collective depression, and you're having a renaissance, a glow up during it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a nine by the time this is over, and everything is fine slash wine. This episode is sponsored by Everything Is Wine. God, I would love to be sponsored by All Time Lows Wine. This is a genuine question for you guys. No bits for this. Truly, no bits for this question. Okay. Um, okay. What in life are you most proud of? Amir, you go first. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, you, okay, you own a company, so that's yeah. a start. Headgum is fine. Headgum is wine, actually. But what I'm oh, truly nice. the most proud of is probably I, I did a somewhat viral TikTok recently. And for it to for me to wake up and see two thousand likes under that fucking clip really meant the world to me. And I've never been prouder of well myself, <laughs> quite frankly. Uh, it's brought me such joy to have those likes that I feel like I've made friends in the form of followers that will never leave me. And that probably means more to me than any company or real life friendship that i've made along the way <laughs> i fancy myself 
a viral epidemiologist of sorts. So that's, that's cool to own right that. Title. What's that? <laughs> that's not I wasn't the right done. title. All right. And that's just, yeah, that's awesome to have. All so right. you were done? <laughs> I was saying, I was still talking about how that's awesome to have. So the thing you're most proud of is not, that's not viral, by the way. On TikTok, getting 2,000 likes is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the fucking headgum. Fucking Let me take that gum. again then. All right. The, All right, we'll nah. take it again. I, I'll, I'll edit it out. I once had a tweet so good, a thousand <laughs> people chose to share it. That's also not that many. Yeah. I understand. Then fucking headgum again. <laughs> Let me just take it from the top. The network headgum. Right. What's Marika's nice. answer? <laughs> Do you guys know the show Hamilton? The movie on Disney Plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What? So it's based on a true story of yours or something? Four, no, almost five years ago, uh, performed in a ham for ham in front of the Richard Rogers Theater uh, in a very out of character move for myself. Yeah. But I'm proud that I did that. What did do you, you mean by ham for ham? Can you school um, this fucker, please? <laughs> uh, Explain it to me like I'm nine. smart. <laughs> like, like you're smart. Explain it to me like I'm wine. <laughs> Uh, when Hamilton was doing an in-person lottery in front of the theater every day, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda started doing live shows before the lottery was drawn, uh, as a fun thing to do. And he'd have like people from the show perform things or people from other Broadway shows perform things. Uh, and one day, uh, he tweeted, does anyone know the lyrics to Guns and Ships that could do something? And I responded, and then he DM'd me, like, come to the theater. Jeff is pissed right now, and I don't know why. No, I'm listening. Your, your okay. listening face is, like, anger. Yeah. That's which just is especially bad for I'm a host. Your head is I'm in sorry. your hands. No, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I was listening. That's just my listening face. Go on. <laughs> yeah, and I performed a rap live in front of thousands and i won a contest so you're actively you're mocking me silently i didn't say anything did i say anything (laughs) no but that was sort of the problem you weren't like encouraging you're supposed to like yeah hear that and sort of support it implicitly emotionally and with and i mean this is being recorded video wise so people can see your reaction that was you silently mouthing making fun of me okay Uh, i mean this is like i feel i can't i feel like i'm walking on eggshells here i feel like i can't do anything i don't know man continue i was was really i was enjoying the story I was Fine. trying to share something cool that okay. I've done. No, share it. You guys are the one. You're, you're interrupting your yourself. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're stopping the story. I was listening. All right. I mean, I'm done okay. now. That's the. I'm proud of doing that thing. Do you have a video? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Do you, do you still know the words? Yeah. I don't want to do it. I mean, should we? <laughs> that was my one-time performance. One uh, time. I'll, put, I'll, I'll splice t- the audio in right here. It's going to be great. All right, here we go. Ready? Are you ready? Sure. Everyone give it up for an American's favorite fucking Frenchman. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking this was better way to take 
a red coat sweater with blood stains. Lafayette! I'm never gonna stop until I make them drop my button with a scatter of remains out. Lafayette! Watch me cage and I'm escaping, I'm enraged and I'm out. Lafayette! I have friends for more fun. Lafayette! I'm back with more guns, guns and shit. It's for the balance shifts. We rendezvous with Rochambeau, consolidate their gifts. We can end this war at Yorktown, cut them off at sea. But for this to succeed, there's someone else we need. Let's go! Hamilton! He knows what to do when the French ingenuity is doing the French are mean. Hamilton! You're gonna have to use him eventually. What's he gonna do when the bench are mean? Hamilton! Has more resilience or matches my practical tactical brilliance. Hamilton! Hamilton! Onto the letter, but the sooner the better to get your right hand. That's right. I'll, I'll tweet it out on on Friday. Wow, huge. Marika, when's your birthday? October twenty second. What if we did a roast of Marika on her birthday <laughs> as the Headgum Podcast? So it'd be like a joke could be like. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we know what a roast is. Don't, it could be your pitch like, was already denied, so don't try to like, like sneak in fucking, a little roast right now. Uh, if anything, we should roast you. Uh, <laughs> it seems like you were just sitting on an insult from Marika, and you wanted to have, pitch it along with this thing. Let's have a moment thing. of silence. No, you don't have to say anything. We already don't want to do the roast of Marika. You don't. Have to I kind of do now, though. All right, fine. Let's hear this one. This one singer. All right, for, uh, let's have a one moment of silence for all those who've fallen. Marika, do you want to tell a joke? Wait, sorry. <laughs> that's the roast? That's the insult? I don't know. It doesn't make... It only applies if someone's like a comedian or like has a stand-up, a tight five. But Marika has a tight nine and it's not stand-up. It's singing ham for ham. So you really kind of back me into a corner here, Marika. <laughs> what, what the hell are you talking about? What, I do? what the hell is I supposed to do? You put me on the spot. But guess who what? fucking assembles this shit, motherfuckers? You said, <laughs> I want to do a roast of Marika, for example, one insult could be, and then you fucked it up, and then you said, Marika put you on the spot? You're already I, bombing no, at a thing you suggested. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't put, that's the one thing I won't stand for on this show, all right? I said we should do the roast, but that's supposed to be all of us versus Marika, where we back her into a corner, not me. Well, I thought that roasts are like... Everyone gets a chance to do their sort of tight five on a comedian that can't rebut in any way. They just really? have to sit there and take we it. We did one of those, not at HeadGum, but at College Humor, I was roasted once for a live show. And it was like everybody one by one making fun of me. And then at the end, the person. So I went up and I made fun of everybody else. Did you tell a lot of jokes or did you kind of have like a diatribe against everybody? Because you didn't understand that like it is all in good fun. I knew that it was all in good fun and I had like planned a couple zingers. But by the end of the night, I was seething with such anger because they actually was it was I was inundated with a series of low blows that like by the time <laughs> I went up there, I was on the verge of tears being like, fuck you, fuck <laughs> you. How could you do this to me? This is so fucked up. This isn't fun. This isn't fun. But, like, everybody thought I was kidding. But, like, I was red in the face and crying, and they just thought I was, like, a super method actor or something like that. So, like, applause, laughter, and, like, it was, like, probably the, the best set I've ever had. But I don't remember any of it because I was, like, blinded with such hate and vitriol that by the time I had emerged from my brownout, it was a full-on standing ovation. And I had come to, I fainted at the end of it. What was the worst thing someone said? Like, how bad did it really get that you got so angry? Somebody said my glasses were constantly like a little smudged or something like that. Or the shoes that I wore weren't necessarily cool to have or like stuff like that. Sorry, one of the roasts was the shoes that you own aren't necessarily cool to have. 
That was what they yeah, said. Yeah, because they're yeah, they were like, mostly it's fine. I do really like those shoes personally. I just know if you pulled 100 people, maybe like a few of them wouldn't necessarily like the ones you have on currently. And the rest of them are unanimous <laughs> Grand Slamming. So that's pretty positive, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just... I think it was the setting of it that made me feel like mad to hear everything about that. Yeah, like, I guess like take some time to reflect to what they actually said and maybe it'll mostly be good things and then maybe true. some of your anger will dissipate. I think I resentment. came at it from like a, yeah, I was like at an insecure place in my life. So like it was sort of like a powder keg and even the slightest uh, spark set me off. I Why were you at an insecure place? What was What else was going on? Uh, I had just been dealt a shit uh hand at life up until that point and so i felt like as a struggling comedian living in new york city without a dollar to my name you were uh, salaried (laughs) you're salaried at a a comedy website that everybody else wanted to work at yeah but i wanted to work at two websites what was the other one e-bombs world (laughs) (laughs) all right um so we have ham for ham we have HeadGum. Those, that's what you guys are most proud of. What are you most proud of? I, and this is for the longest time, this is up until recently, I didn't know what to say and when. Like, I just, nothing was scripted, and so I was kind of off the cuff. Like, most people go about their day, and they know exactly what they're going to say at which point. You know, people have lunch conversations, they're relating to their coworkers, they're making connections, they're making lasting friendships. I've never had that to me I've I've never known what to say. I've just always kind of just said whatever comes to my like right now I'm even just saying whatever comes to my mind versus you I guys know. are reading from a script. No. Um <laughs> we're not and it's obvious when, you're waxing. <laughs> Focus. So how recently would you say this is? You were listening to that answer? Yeah, cuz I have some questions to follow up with. It was up until probably the, the middle of like April. Okay. St- so. It just clicked. It was like, "Oh, you're not experiencing like a lot of like push back on the things you say, the negative reactions, because it's what you're saying that's bothering people. It's that they, they everybody else kind of gets it perfect because they're scripting their conversations. So at the every night, I would kind of write down what I would say the next day. Also, how many levels of improv did you take from UCB? I took seven levels. Okay, so there's four. There's It goes up to 401. Did and then you I've take taken three. Classes? Yeah, I took an advanced study, and then I've taken two academy okay. level classes. so... A solid amount of money you spent to learn how to think off the cuff, or not think, rather, based on the motto of the theater. Right, but that uh, was back when I didn't know what other people were doing, Brownlee. Like, that was when I was like, okay, if it's off the cuff, I gotta figure out how to be hone in on it, you know? But now that I'm <laughs> seeing everyone else has, like, like breakfast... B- between when you wake up and breakfast, that's act one. Between breakfast Blink. and lunch, that's act Blink. two. Blink. <laughs> You're not what? you're not blinking. <laughs> Relax a little. And then you can, I can tell you're on dinner, edge. Yeah, that's act take three. a fucking deep breath. Blink. And dinner Stop to falling asleep people. is the I, tag. I haven't heard a single thing tag. you said. I just the <laughs> cold open reading your face position where you <laughs> yeah. wake up and you're, you're like getting I can madder. do another ten minutes. You I can do another take, ten minutes of sleep before you I need get to take work. A break. We need to take a break. There's no way this is productive. Thank God you're in a different state. You're attacking us. I open this door. I open that door opens <laughs> behind you. <laughs> What'd you say? Oh my god! You moved two thousand miles in a second. <laughs> That's the saxophone point. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp, guys. 
If you had an extra hour in your day, how would you spend it? Because I would absolutely fix all of my problems with the extra hour. That's the issue, is that there aren't 25 hours in the day, so I can't become a better version of me. Does that make sense? But maybe you would want to go for a run or go for a nap or go for reading a book. Because a lot of us spend our times wishing that we had more time in our day. And the question is, time for what? Because if time was unlimited, how you would use it would infer your mental health and your happiness and your joy. The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you, so you can do more of it. I'm in therapy every week. Uh, I've definitely benefited from it, and uh, I would highly recommend it to anybody who has access to it, and BetterHelp makes it easier. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy for what makes you get joy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash what's that today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash what's that. Thanks, BetterHelp. Guys, taking care of your health isn't always easy, right? But it should be simple. That's why for the last three years I've been taking AG1, just one scoop and a cup of water mixed around every day, no exceptions. And it helps me feel, you know, energized, focused, ready to take on the day like I'm doing one powerfully healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. I know that AG1 gives my body high-quality nutrition because every batch goes through a rigorous testing process so that you know it's safe. And their ingredients are sourced for potency, absorption, and nutrient density, all of which is very important and you don't always get with other leading nutrition brands. I like to drink it first thing in the morning. I'll have a a glass of water, I'll have my AG1, and then I'll have my coffee. And it gets me set off to take on the day uh, and to be centered and to feel like I did at least one good thing for my health. And if you do that every day, it has compounding effects. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. That's why we partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash what's that? Again, that's drinkag1.com slash what's that? Check it out. All right. So what do you, what do you guys think is going to be like people keep saying it's never going to be the same. You know what I mean? After COVID. So what do you think will permanently change and what do you think will go back to normal? <laughs> so sad. How is that sad? Because I think about it all day and then now I have to think about it during this time. That's like a reprieve. <laughs> All right, then let's fucking just get through it fast, man. I mean, I think a lot's gonna, I think most things are gonna change. Then we agree. Then we agree. (laughs) I'm just saying, let's think about this shit. Let's fucking talk it through. Yeah, that's what I was starting to do. And then you were like, we agree, we agree. So (laughs) I'm just so fucking, and this might be new information for you, Amir, but I'm like so fucking terrified of confrontation that I'll just agree on a whim. I was talking to my roommate about. Uh, spas today and we were like oh never gonna go to a spa again I guess not that I ever went to spas in the first place but 
I mean, post-vaccine, I feel like you'll be able to go to a spa. But yeah, you can believe whatever conspiracy theory you're reading and whatever MSNBC is fucking handing to you on a silver platter. Some of us work for our news. I steal my neighbor's cable to get Fox Business. That's upsetting to hear. (laughs) (laughs) I think Marika spoke for everyone. Then we all agree. And I'll stop doing it, and I'll start watching what you guys watch, so that there's no con- there's no conflict, there's no friction. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's do that. Yeah. The no let's conflict. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> you don't have to repeat every little thing that I'm saying in attempts to convince me you're listening. You're clearly not. Me being a soundboard, a, a mirror, oral or otherwise, bouncing back whatever you say at you makes you feel like I'm listening, but then I can kind of go to a different place. I'm so distressed by the the term an oral mirror. (laughs) (laughs) An oral. (laughs) What a hard thing to say. Yeah. You can only say it with your mouth full of bread. (laughs) (laughs) At an olive garden. Just pounding bread. So, Marika, you think no spas, Amir? Uh, yeah, massages, spas, any like indoor intimate activity. Like I can't imagine ever cramming in a phone booth with four of my friends and like passing the phone around pranking QVC like we used to, or like going to like a movie theater. Like what's the point when you can stay at home and watch Netflix stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, I guess no one's gonna get a phone book and prank call people. Like that's not, no, not a phone book, a phone booth. Me and three friends. What piled. did I miss? <laughs> Jake with the Hamilton reference. I said that last week and everybody fucking uh, just, harpooned my I was ass. just saying that I came from a funeral wow. today. Um, a close family friend. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> I passed away. I was sharing yeah. a story. I'm sorry for your loss, but you obviously shouldn't be doing a podcast at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> Take no, the just, day off. It was Take my the way day. Of, uh, this isn't... <laughs> I shouldn't be. This is my way of sort of just like taking a moment. <laughs> How is this um, your way of taking a moment? It was like, yeah, it was like I was going to sort of clear my head and talk for a little bit. Thank you for indulging. Uh, I was actually on minute 21 of a pretty interesting oral essay that I had penned on the way to the. <laughs> An oral essay that you had penned. <laughs> Marika, one second. Uh, and. Yeah, we were just talking about oral mirrors, actually, if you had anything you wanted to say I think you're, I, I caught the, the tail end of the Zoom funeral you were at. Um, you Your eulogy started, <laughs> who do we miss? It started with that and ended with the hip-hop Harry, who's next video? <laughs> what does the fox say? Uh, Jake, this question's specifically for you. Okay, so thank God I showed up late. What's the best age to be? Wow. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Did anyone already say six? No. (laughs) No, what happened to you when you were six? Everything. The fuck is your problem? I went to college. I was a Doogie Howser of myself. You studied at college or you just went to... Because <laughs> you did live in New Haven. That's right. I went to Yale as a six-year-old. I did a keg stand at Lambda Lambda Psi because I'm a Lambda Lambda guy. That's not guy. a real fraternity. Okay. Um, did anyone say nine? No. Because nine I was in grad school. How? Okay. What do you think grad school is? I graduated uh, second grade as a nine-year-old. That's behind a two years. Has everybody else already gone? No. Well, we talked about it in Slack. Best age you can be has to be 23. That's basically really? what we all said yeah. yesterday. I think 23 is the best. I said 22. Why 23, though? Because you're still uh, like a baby, basically. I feel like 23 is 
old enough to give you a little more perspective, but still young enough that everything seems to be about you. So, uh, <laughs> and your body doesn't hurt yet. You're, uh, you're not tired or achy. That's good. Uh, that kind of mm. kicks in when you're, when you're in your late twenties, I think. Jeff's not even 23 yet. You're not 23 yet? <laughs> no, God. I'm 22. But I do feel like I'm getting old. But how's your body and the achiness? I'm not achy. But, well, because it sucks to hear that everybody thinks 22, 23 is the best age to be because I'm 22, about to be 23 this fall, and I can't do anything right now. Yeah. No, that's too bad. There's other good ages to be, though. 27, I think, is a really good age. I like I like 27. I mean, 25 and 26 are kind of garbage because you're having, like, an existential <laughs> crisis the entire time. Um, 29's fine. Yeah. 28 is great. <laughs> 30's... 30's dirty. 30 is dirty. Meaning? 31 is fun. 32? 32 is bad. 31 32 is bad for you. 32 is bad for you. 33 is great for me. Why? Hmm? <laughs> Sorry, the simplest question ever and you're stumped. I think I think the 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 real answer is 23. But also 18 is pretty solid. And so is 6. Any multiple of 6 really. <laughs> mm. What so Amir, what do you say? Uh, 23? I think a little later. 23, you're sort of right out of college and uh, it's been like a year or two and you're still sort of poor and angry. So mm. maybe like by in your late 20s, things are a little bit more established. You know who you are a little bit more, but you're still, you still have that independence. But I also feel like, well, now I'm going to get pretty philosophical. I feel like everyone's favorite age to be is a reflection of the time that they were alive. Like no one who's 23 right now in 10 years will be like, it was great to be 23. You know, like 23 yeah, was just a I good time. I stayed at home and, and I was afraid of everything. Yeah, I I think 23 was just like, I don't know what year I was 23, but I think other good stuff was happening. Yeah, yeah. You were, it was 2009. So like, yeah, I was like. Obama was just elected. The, that was financial good. Financial crisis. Hmm? Yeah. The housing crisis. Or just like the housing crisis. That was in 2009. Too. Unemployment, record highs. I had a job. But I think. But it was good Jake for me. cleaned up. It was good for me. I Jake had a good shorted. Year. He was a slumlord. So he, he scooped up a lot of. <laughs> subprime mortgages they bundled them together and sold them to jake and his daddy and so he sort of priced people out of up-and-coming neighborhoods and he was raking in cash hand over fist until 2011 yeah, yeah. that's why he said at age 25 was bad that's right you you made handshake deals with the tenants of the buildings you bought and then said hey oh please if you get out of here so i can renovate this and you know rent it to hipsters i'll give you twenty thousand dollars hang on one second but they didn't hang get on it in writing i have a uh, yeah. a full Yiddish conversation on a cell phone for five minutes. <laughs> One second. One second. Yeah, sorry. Shalom. Wow. You know that dying language <laughs> so fluently. Marika, what's your, what's the best year of your life? Or what's, I guess the question is, what's the best year, what's the best age to be? Not best year of your life. Though I'm also curious right. about Marika's best year of her life. So um, you can answer them both. Yeah, I guess I would say I enjoyed 22 I don't know about you, but Marika's 22. That was a good song. Nice. All right. Not anyway, furthermore. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Uh, That's right. Yeah. It was a good song. Um, <laughs> so it still is. Yeah. I think I had been in New York for like a year at that point. So I felt pretty relatively stable. Uh, yeah. It was just good. A good, a good year. A good time. 22 is also my favorite number. That'll so. do it. That association's nice. I feel like the good, a good age to be, maybe, 
31. What are your guys' thoughts as people that have gotten to that age? 31 was actually, I think I mentioned that 31 was fun. So I did, I'm trying to think, I think I got married when I was 32, but engaged when I was 31. I felt like I liked having like life goals that seemed like they should be happening to 30 year olds happening to me in my early 30s. So it felt like, it felt like I wasn't fucking it up. I mean, Amir's 39 and uh, is kind of unmarried and childless. So it's, I imagine that, sorry, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like I feel like you're 30. <laughs> well, you already did, right. and you're wrong well, just, about the age. <laughs> you're speaking incorrectly. All right. but well, yeah, I just feel like, can, I mean, things aren't going well for you as well. So I was just going to say, if I, I know you should, <laughs> yeah. you should answer, but I feel like you're 31. That's not than, true, but it, even if you thought that, you shouldn't say that out loud. Well, let's, let's frame it in a more positive way. Let's frame it in a more positive how? way. I just don't even, how yeah. would you? <laughs> yeah, we'll let Jeff get to it, because maybe he could find a way. Getting over the hill? Are you excited about the big 4-0? Four four zero? Zero. Getting over the hill in January? I don't know. Loveless, it's be, childless, I'm not, I'm not even... That close. No I'll, prospects. I'll be in my 30s for the next few years. Yeah, I have prospects. Well, I that's, time, I mean, yeah. you can lie about your age. That's what people tend to do at the end of when they reach their 40s. Not a lie. Not a lie. In two years, either. I'll be 39 still. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't really think about being 40. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. So it's like, oh, I'll be 39 forever. No, no, that's not like that kind of thing. Not like that kind of thing. Because I'm actually 37. Jake was wrong about the age. He was wrong about my age. Was I wrong about I'm, everything I'm else? Because you, you're hung up on the age. he said it while smiling and you look really angry. No, I'm not angry. I'm just like, he kind of threw me under the bus, but it's fine. We're not even talking about me. We're talking about the, what was it? Why it's good 31 to be 31 is cool because it's like you, <laughs> in your 30s, I feel like um, people accept you as an adult, but like 31 is also yeah. like the youngest super professional adult age you can be. And I also feel like turning 30 is st- considered stressful for people so you're like over that hump you're like i'm here Mm -hmm. i'm here let's let's deal with it and then the next stressful 30 age is to be like past 35 it's like if yeah sometimes i feel like when you're 20 in your 20s every age is like stressful in its own way because there's like graduation in the job market then 25 you have your quarter life crisis then you're worried about being 30 But when you're 30, you're like, I'm done worrying about being 30. The only thing I'm really worried about is being 40. And that's 10 years away or one year for Blumenfeld. But like you get the picture. Not really one year, two years, Mm -hmm. really. Three. Now you have me fucking confused. I'm I'm 37. (laughs) Bring out your birth certificate, man. What are you talking about? It's in Hebrew. I don't even know where it is. My parents' house, maybe. I'm going to to break it out. I was born in 83. Birth certificate. Birth certificate. Birth certificate. No. Birth certificate. Birth certificate. Come uh, on, guys. Birth certificate. The chance isn't catching on, Jeff. The cadence is weird. Earth too certificate. Long a phrase. Earth certificate. Earth certificate. It's hard to do over Zoom to begin with, but that had no structure to it. We should do that for charities, that we chant birth certificate for 24 hours You should straight. do it for charity. So it's not even... Like, so people can watch it. Or... What's the charitable aspect of it? Does it earn money somehow? <laughs> the donations, maybe. 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 Just chant for a day and see what happens. If by chance it should last a day, then that's even better for the chance. Nice, dude. God, don't smile like that. And you're smiling and moving to the side of his microphone so he can see his teeth. We don't need to do that. That, Adult braces. (laughs) I have Visalign. You know Invisalign? Yeah. Well, this is a visible alignment, aka metal 
Brackets. So braces. A level above (laughs) braces. No, braces are thin. Mine hold my jaw in place. And the rubber band. Invisible headgear. I have a gear of my head. That's right. I have a built in a retainer, an expander, and metal brackets. I'm reconstructing (laughs) my jaw. And for dinner, I'll have soup. In a straw. You're also attached to like Forrest Gump style polio leg braces. That's right. (laughs) You're a puppet of a man. I have an exoskeleton. I have my orthodontist on not only speed dial, but on retainer, and he gave me a retainer. And I have to wear it at night. Very, very good. That's that sax point. All right. This, this This is a question that comes from a headgum sketch. One of my favorite that we've done. If you didn't have to sleep, what would you do at the extra time? Hmm. Hmm. What does that mean? Hmm. So let me th- it means right? it signals that I'm thinking about it. Hmm. That's universal. All right. All right. I would take a nap. I would take a nap. If I you think. didn't have to sleep, you'd take <laughs> How long, though? Because it has to be like... Yeah, it would be a power nap. Power nap? How long, though? Because it can only be really... I would take like 10 45-minute naps. No, because that's sleep. Did you guys ever try, like... I feel like this was the thing when I was in college, trying to do like weird napping techniques instead of sleep, like the you sleep for an hour and a half or something, and then you like do some work and then you sleep again and then do some work. This is insane. Yeah. No, I'm not busy. Yes, you are. Jake. (laughs) Jeff is. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What? No wait, no, he didn't. At least like we'd be able to do this (laughs) if you walked away from your zoom. Are you kidding me, dude? Mute yourself. No way, dude. Jeff, mute yourself. But how much is it gonna? Sorry, it's also just like how much is it gonna cost? Unfair to me, I feel. Because you asked a question. Yeah, you 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 sort of indulged him with an answer. Uh, Okay, I see. (laughs) And now yeah, no, no, I'll just trolling. I can front the money. I just need to. I just probably need to like find a creative Uh, way to get. I'll answer. Uh, I used to pull all nighters in college, but I don't know if I ever should talk uh, to him. All right, what if we did the uh, what if we did the twenty four hour chant thing, and then like I collect the money? We had already moved on. We'll figure it out. Then it's not charity. Talking about uh, we haven't even figured out why people ask you to it, and it's not. And now you're trying to not make it about charity. You're asking us about our sleep pattern or something. What we would do with extra sleep? Marika said um, in college she would try different. What's that diet? What's that sleep thing called? It's like the it's not the Gomad diet because that's the milk thing. But there's like a super four hour sleep schedule like four hours on I thought there's four hours of sleep twice a day or there's something. like a superhero yeah. some kind of thing dave rosenberg used to do it <laughs> so you know if it's you good can, it doesn't seem like it would be good it seems like you would just be tired all the time right you take like 10 minute naps 24 times throughout the day or something like that <laughs> right i think the idea is that you I, don't you're never getting a full night's sleep your body only needs these like 20 minute uh these 20 minute power naps. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Marika, sorry. I'm so sorry that my friend interrupted you. You interrupted. Right. It wasn't your yeah. friend. Your friend. Okay, I took the call, but that was just because I thought that I was on mute. You, you weren't. And we were yelling at you to mute yourself and you kind of ignored it. By the way, it'd be rude to take the call and mute yourself, <laughs> which is the slightly less rude thing that you didn't do. But like that would still be, yeah. if you had <laughs> muted yourself and taken a call, it would have still been inappropriate. There wasn't like a, and, don't make that face if you can. Help <laughs> do you feel bad? No, I'm listening. You, I'm listening. How do, you, how do you feel right now that we're all scolding you? What do you, what well, do you think about that? I feel conflicted. I feel conflicted because it was a <laughs> really good call. Nobody's on your like, side. <laughs> but I also want to hear Marika's story. How is it you a guys really, kind of, it was a minute long. How is it a really good call? Like, what did <laughs> you accomplish? What happened on it? It was a perfect call. So my buddy, <laughs> J- J- 
George Sava called and he said, "Hey, let's get this. Let's get this bread." And then I started cracking up because it was so funny mm-hmm. to me. He said, and "Let's he was, get this bread." He said, "Let's get this bread." And then okay. I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll front the cash for that bread." And then uh, he was like, "No, I mean like let's go get this money." And then I like kind of cut him off because I wanted to hear. So it. you cut you cut okay. Saba off too. Yeah, Which, you know what? Should I call him back? Small thing, it doesn't sound like a perfect call if you had to if you guys misunderstood each other, then you had to cut him off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you were rude to Saba and Marika, which is kind of sad. I'm Jeff. So, I, no, I'm sorry, Marika. It's okay. Jeff, I want you to slap yourself like as hard as you can. Like sort of lift up your right <laughs> palm and have it face your cheek and really just like let's see this that. This is insane. No way yeah. I can, this is like because then it's not. Try even to do like it as hard as you on... can and I'll see if you can go harder. All right, start All right. with one that's as hard as you think. That's not even close to what I want. I want like a fat. Like, well, I knew you were gonna ramp it up no matter what, so I kind of started. This like, is I was anti Jeff, yeah. but try to like, this is this is starting. Like scratch your this eye is bordering on, like, on super inappropriate. Blumenfeld, you gotta feel free to like sort of slip and like okay. you know scratch your eyelid or something. I wouldn't do that. This is beyond fucked, but I feel like I have to <laughs> agreed. Do it. No, you don't. Sick. You really don't. I Marika, never blink approved three. it. Marika, blink nine times if you don't want this to happen. All right. <laughs> wow, that was the fastest I've ever seen anyone blink and fucking square and slap themselves at the same time. Contacts out, and but I made contact. I I straight up wish I I couldn't watch both of those things happening, but Jeff hit himself really hard in the face, and Marika blinked faster than I've ever seen anybody blink before. How did you do it that fast? Your eyelids were all over. I was batting my eyelids, but also counting. Because I had to hit nine, but he did it too soon. You did it. You were on like, you were on seven and he fucking slapped himself. (laughs) That's really fucked up, Marika. He did that because of you. (laughs) Yeah, I napped in college. (laughs) (laughs) That's that sax point. Well, we have to finish up soon, but I would. Uh, what's the update on the the search for the LA office? It's still kind of dangerous with the numbers so high to have people working in a room together. You know, right, you hear these horror stories the about like, right? So let me finish. Um, <laughs> so in terms of the search, uh, we're not necessarily in any rush to get to a place where a bunch of employees are working together out of the same space, especially because everyone's doing so well remotely. We want to like take things slowly and as safely as possible. That said, I saw some of the listings you sent through and my God, are they cherry? I mean, Frogtown being so close to wax. (laughs) Even if they're empty for a year, like that might be worth it. I mean, the New York office is open. Uh, It's actually not. I work there because no one else does, but... It's an empty, it's an empty office. Um, sorry to, to burst your bubble, but you must have known that because okay. you're on Zoom calls with everyone and we're all at our houses. So no, you no, have... you're right. You're completely right. It's just, it's more like, <laughs> sounds stupid now that I say it out loud. Probably will. I was hoping you guys would kind of get the LA office sooner rather than later, just because I did get evicted. And so I was thinking maybe like without you guys knowing, like against your knowledge, I kind of crashed there for a while. And so, yeah, I would be the only one over over there kind of like you are mm-hmm. in new york but i would just kind of get a free place to to live you know it's what I mean? weird to know that you shouldn't say something <laughs> and then confide it that deeply to i mean two of your 
bosses, you know? <laughs> okay. Right? It was a joke then. Oh, all right. <laughs> not that funny, though. It's kind of plausible. It's not that funny. It's kind of plausible. <laughs> Were you joking or not? It was a joking. It was a joke. Yeah, it was a friggin' kid. You so can't, not- like, coach reactions to a joke <laughs> by, like, asking people to dial it back right. when they laugh. Marika, let's take that one again. Let's Maybe you kind of are laughing at what I just said, right. and then it's kind of so- funny and everybody. Because there's tension now. You feel this tension? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you cause. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Marika, tell Jake about everything is wine. I don't want to. That way, the listeners hear it twice, but Jake only has to hear it once. Right. I'm super curious. Yeah. Um, um, since I already was there for the first time, I think I'm gonna. No fucking take way. This chance because it always to... ends this way. It always yeah. ends this way. He's oh, gone. He Amir's fully left. Wow. All right, so Amir's gone. Um, before Marika, do you want to tell me about everything? Everything is wine. Yeah, a pop punk band I listen to sells wine now, and that's their wine brand. That's about it. That that actually sounds well. Tell them the band name. All time low. <laughs> yeah. He so left. that made him leave. He fucking left. Yeah. For that. And um, I think that's fair of him. Really. Uh, this has been great. Really. You really mean that though? Because that actually me I actually really fucking needed to hear that actually. Okay. Yeah. For you to say something like that to me, it just kind of like validates everything I said this hour. And it kind of makes me want to go even harder next week in terms of like sowing seeds of division, A. B, bringing up niche conversation starters. And C, um, kind of dominating the discourse, making sure that everything bends to my will. And because I kind of like I was saying, I kind of script what I say. I, I script, I script everything I say during the day. So everything you're hearing me say right now is scripted. Yeah. Um, sorry, can you not? Because you just jumped the line. Yeah, I guess I. No, you no, you're jumping your line. You're supposed to say in three lines. You're supposed to say, you're exactly right, Joe. Okay, in three lines. So does that mean you keep talking? You're jumping the line. You keep jumping okay. the line. Okay. I I mean I guess you know end of a podcast. Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> At Marike Elan, and I'm gonna well, go. Well, don't go, because I needed you to say this. Yeah. What I need you to say to finish the whole episode is, like, this has been the HeadGum Podcast. Uh, feel free to subscribe to other HeadGum shows, review, review, newcomers, and she's gone. She left for that. Are you fucking kidding me? She didn't say the... Am I the, am, am I in the wrong here? I really can't help but feel like I'm the only one who's not in the in the wrong. Um, fuck. All right, follow HeadGum on Instagram at HeadGum, Twitter at HeadGum. Uh, follow, uh, listen to the Review Review podcast on HeadGum, the uh, If I Were You podcast on HeadGum, Buckets, NADPOD, Newcomers, Why Won't You Date Me? There's something in it for everyone. We'll catch you next week on the HeadGum podcast. Enjoy your weekend, and remember... That was a HeadGum Podcast.